The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. How much of a role does luck play in fantasy baseball? Fred and I will discuss that in reference to a couple of key pitching outings last night. Also, a ton of injuries, including maybe Chris Bryant back to the I.L., at just after he returned from his back injuries. That and a whole lot more here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to our Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Jeff Erickson here with Fred Zinke. A lot to talk about today. Uh, I tease this as the role that fantasy baseball has, uh, the role that luck has in fantasy baseball. Uh, we got a lot of news type items today. A whole lot going on. Fred, how are you? How are your teams doing? Uh, personally, I'm good. My teams are good, good enough. They're okay. Good I, enough. Okay. Yeah, good enough. Hang, hanging around, I'd say. Setting me up for an interesting but not boring summer. Every time I ask my dad how he's doing, he is hanging in there. You know, it's never good, never great. Just hanging in there. there. Consistently for the last two years, every time I call him, it's that way. It reminds me I need to call him again. Uh, So, uh, but yeah, it's funny. So you kind of reminded me of that. Uh, Last night, Alex Cobb got uh, hung with five earned runs based on one play that would have ended the inning that had like a 1% chance of being a hit. Big, big swing of luck right there. If you had Alex Cobb going anywhere. Yeah, and th- and this has been the uh, I said maybe the unluckiest pitcher in baseball so far this year. Um, you know what happened last night has been indicative of his whole season. So he has. I was actually just writing about him a couple hours ago. He has a six twenty five ERA. Now I know that if you go, to get that whole six twenty five, you had to use him in Coors. That being said, I didn't think last week using him in Coors was that. It depends on your league size. Was that crazy of a decision? Because He's been pitching so well. Um, so, you know, if you if you drafted Cobb, which I did in like one or two leagues, not tons, but one or two, um, like you made the right call. He has the lowest X ERA of any pitcher who's faced 100 batters this year. It's in the ones. Um, mm-hmm. You know, his FIPS in the twos, um, his strikeout to walk rate is 39 to nine. His velocity was is up this year like if you grabbed alex cobb you made all the right decision you made the right decision but so far you've been rewarded with a 625 era and a 155 whip which as we've talked about the last couple weeks in this pitching environment is absolutely killing you 
that's a tough one. That is, I like I said, like the unluckiest player to have, assuming you used him in the course start. If you didn't use him in the course start, you know, those numbers would be a little better, but still not helpful. Right, right. Um, let me ask you this, though. You know, last night, you know, five earned runs happened after that one play. Isn't some of that like the X, ERA, the FIP, though? Doesn't that, I, I, isn't it somewhat responsible for the pitcher to bounce back from bad luck? You know, play doesn't get made. Okay, you still have to deal with, with what happens after? Uh, I, I guess to a degree. Um, like you said, like when, when something happens with two outs in an inning, and I know people were tweeting all over the place last night how many batted balls he had go for hits that shouldn't, like they typically, you know, have a, have a batting average on that batted ball of 200 or less. And, you know, last night was seven strikeouts, zero walks. He just got, he just got Babbitt to death, 10 hits the game before 10 hits. So his Babbitt this season is 411. There's just, yeah, and, and the quality of, con- and the quality of contact against him isn't great. Like his ground ball rate this year is 66.3%. Like he's getting two thirds of his batted, even the batted ball profile is amazing. Like he's getting two thirds of his batted balls on the ground. He's striking about out like crazy he's not walking very many batters he's doing everything right but all of these ground balls a lot of too many of these ground balls are finding holes his strand rate this year is below 50 percent, and like that is hard to maintain for even the seven starts that he's had so far this year like a strand rate an unlucky picture is maybe some of the strand rate of like 65 percent. like that's pretty unlucky um under 50 percent, and i know that ties in with the babbit but uh, yeah, like he's just been incredibly unlucky. I, I, I keep telling people in Yahoo leagues to pick him up and he just keeps pitching worse. <laughs> These people are probably thinking, what is this? This guy doesn't know anything about anything. He keeps telling me to pick up Alex Cobb and he's, he keeps pitching worse, but I, and I'm still going to keep telling him to pick him up because this has got to turn around for him. And if he, yeah, if, if you can pick him up, I mean, is, so he's, how available many is he more, he's available more than half of Yahoo leagues still, which, really? which, which I get because there's a lot of 10 team leagues. And there's be a lot of Yahoo managers who would look at a guy with a 625 ERA and a 155 FIP and say, like, forget it, right? I'm like, I'm not like with all the pitchers out there who yeah. would be sitting in, in these shallower Yahoo formats with all the pitchers out there who would be sitting on waivers with an ERA in the threes and a whip in the 1.2s or maybe even better than that. Like, I, th- I feel like so many people would just look at his ratios and say, 20 years ago, I would have looked at his ratios in the Yahoo League and dropped them until I got, you know, more into fantasy baseball. Sure enough, I just went to uh, my home Yahoo League, and he's mm-hmm. he's available. There you go. Uh, he's he's rostered in forty five percent of leagues altogether on Yahoo. As of this moment, I'm going to make yeah. it forty five point oh 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 one. Since I just picked him up, I had an empty spot due to a DL move. So there you go, Alex Cobb, come on down. Uh, he, he is now on my squad. I just lost Freddie Peralta in this league too, which is brutal. Uh, but uh, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, and the thing is, with Alex Cobb, you're right that expected stats are important here because it's not like he had he's had like years of steady production. He's been hurt a lot. He's pretty good last year when healthy with the Angels, but you know we don't really have that timeline. Especially people are in NL only leagues; they've never seen him pitch in the NL. They may be fans in, in track it a little bit. They can read stat lines, but mm-hmm. at the same time. You know, it, some of the reason why you want him is the team context that the Giants are supposed to be pretty good. Giants have had a ton of injuries lately. Brandon Belt got hurt, yep. uh, just went on the IL. Their infielders have been all banged up. Longoria had a long stretch where he was hurt. Mm-hmm. So I, I get that that's that that's a big aspect of that there. 
Yes. Uh, you know, Wilmer Flores is in the infield a lot. He's not a great fielder. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the other interesting thing about this with Cobb is the Giants are typically a team whose pitchers meet or exceed expectations. And sometimes and typically they meet or exceed even what their skill set should bring. Like not only do the Giants usually do like say Kevin Gossman types where they help fix pitchers and make them more successful, but also just in general, Giants pitchers typically, I feel like over the last few years, they typically meet or exceed all their expected stats, all their into ERA indicators. So yep. this is someone who's just completely at the other end. Like, there are there are other unlucky pitchers across baseball, but I feel like so far the season Cobb is just on another level from everybody else as far as that goes. Let me ask you this: How long does it take for this to, this luck to normalize? Can you does it? We always say, well, it evens out in the end, but that's that's a cop out. I mean, that's not very precise. First of all, secondly, it's not necessarily true. I I feel like it should start normalizing. <laughs> like it's now like on his next start i'm i was really surprised by last night like i wasn't shocked at the coors field start you knew what you were risking using him at coors um i like i said i still think in some in 15 team leagues it was defensible because he had been pitching quite well especially from a skills perspective but i whatever that's a coors field start um this one i i was shocked by i mean the mets i know the mets are a pretty good team but i don't know at home I, I don't know as well as he's been pitching. He pitched against the Mets too in his second start of the season and struggled as well. So, but I can't even say that he struggled the first time he struggled. The first time he quote struggled against them, he had four strikeouts and no walks and no home runs last night, seven strikeouts, zero walks, one home run. Like it's not like the Mets are really getting to him. They're just getting a lot of, it looks like a lot of Babbitt luck against him. And seven strikeouts against the Mets is not messing around. Either. Really good. Yes. Yeah. Yes, with his velocity. I have I have common labor. So one of the few places I do have him is a league where I could trade. And I get like I thought like I was like, oh, should I trade him? Like he's driving me nuts, but I don't think I can get enough for him at this point. Is I that mean, our I league together? Yes, that is. Hmm. So interesting. He him and Alex Wood, I drafted back to back on a like near a turn. They're You're both- good with saves, right? We've we've established this. I need saves still. I have a glass. I have four closers four it was three four. last time we talked i have four i picked up uh well this is this is a segue okay. to our okay. next topic i don't have a chapman i faded a chapman okay. aggressively i have clay holmes okay i have david Ooh. robertson you know i have emmanuel classe you know oh. i have uh gallegos yeah gallegos so i need an outfielder i screwed up this week i didn't add an outfielder um see also successful soccer tournament blah 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 <laughs> But, um, yeah, uh, I, I need an outfielder, and I probably could use a starting pitcher as well. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be fine in saves. Uh, even though I'm not leading yep. saves right now, I feel like I can trade saves. So, let's make a deal. Should we do this on air for once? Uh, I don't like doing that, though. No, I don't. I'll, I'll make a deal. <laughs> we'll, I'll try to make a deal <laughs> later this week. How All about right. Gallegos? Guy, but speaking of Gallegos not to try to drive his trade value down in, in no, not at anticipation all. of it. But he, I was watching the Jays game last night and he was brought in, in the eighth inning of a tie game, which I was a little at home, which I was a little surprised with. They say Brian. Helsley who did he the face? Down. The four, five, six hitters. He I did. Believe. He did. Uh, uh, something now, like that. Yeah. My big beef is not Gallegos's usage, except for the fact that they didn't bring him in the seventh inning. Speaking of other aspects of luck, if you're a miles Michaelis owner, and this is the other uh, part of it, that this discussion is, the manager can make some terrible decisions. I don't mind taking Michaelis out, even though I kind of did, because I still wanted him to have a chance at the win. It's 1-1, 6-2-3rds. Uh, bases were loaded. Yes, 
he was responsible for loading the bases. Did they bring in Gallegos or Helsley? Nope. They did not. They brought in a kid who's got 10 walks in 18 innings so far this year. What are you doing? And he walked with the two batters with the bases loaded against George Springer and Bo Bichette, too. I'm like, come on, stop. Get get someone who can throw a strike. You're not going to put that kid in in that spot. Just it's the most. And they were lucky to rally back and tie and then ultimately win. Of course. I thought Charlie Montoyo screwed up too by making make allowing Barucki to face a righty with the base, not just a righty, but Paul Goldschmidt with the bases loaded. Why not just leave Phelps in? I, yeah, I, I totally agree. I don't know. I, Phelps wasn't doing well, but yeah, leave, leave Phelps in. He had given up what no hits, one walk. He given up. He had two strikeouts. So mm-hmm. it, like, I don't know. He had thrown ten of seventeen pitches for strikes. I, th- I I don't I didn't get that either with Brucky. I kind of actually worry maybe there's something up with Phelps now that they took him out of the game, but maybe yeah. not. Maybe it was just a, it, there were some weird managerial decisions. The decision to bring in Andre Pallant, you're right, by the Cardinals with a with a new manager who's supposed to be pretty forward thinking. Yeah. In that huge moment, he brings in a guy who currently has a 10, 12 to ten strikeout to walk ratio. He's not even a great good strikeout pitcher, and he walks everyone. Really weird decisions. My Blue Jays yeah. can't hit. They lost. Yeah. Oh, and the Blue, yeah, the Blue Jays, man. They, I, I just don't understand what is going on with the Blue Jays. What, what, you know, Vlad Guerrero has like three extra base hits for the month of May. Uh, and there, there is some talk that, you know, a lot of the big compiled stats over the last year and a half have been in, at least for the home games, have been in minor league ballparks, Dunedin and Buffalo. Yeah. Yep. Um, I was actually, while I was running earlier this morning, I full credit to the CBS pod. They had a writer or a writer, a reader write in um, with those stats from last year that last year when he had a, an 1000 OPS that his OPS at Rogers Center was like, or sorry, every park that wasn't those two minor league parks was like high 800s. So mm-hmm. and then you throw in the ball this year and, you know, I, like maybe we maybe we overrated him. And then that actually got me. Okay, so this before I talk about Memorial Day drafts, which I'm assuming are this weekend coming up. Um, yeah, it got me thinking a little bit about him. He's been a like, yeah, he's in a huge slump. Bichette's in a slump. When you look at their expected stats, it says they should be doing a lot better than they have. And Guerrero has been awful at Rogers Center this year. Like his home OPS is 658. His road wins 895. Like he struggled. A ton now. Last night he went over five on the road. Yeah, he doesn't. I feel like Vlad's going to come around. Like this isn't Fat Vlad that we had a couple years ago, who looks like right. like he's not taking the game seriously. I feel like he's too good. Like he's he's going to come. I around. agree. And, and and to your point, I, I, I'm not trading him. I'm in fact, I'd try to trade for him if I could. I'm with you completely on Vlad. Bichette's been the total opposite. He's been awful on the road, 483 OPS on the road, 823 at home. So he's been the total opposite of Vlad. Teoscar has just been a complete mess. I think he just hasn't got his timing back from when he was on the IL. Just he's come off the IL and hasn't been good. And Guriel's been a mess. Guriel has solid expected stats too. And he's been a mess. So you said you aren't trading Vlad. Um, am I'd I trade right? for him. I would Sorry, trade for you would, him. You would trade for him. I, um, and in fact, I trade for Tay Oscar too, uh, as Frank just did, said he did. Uh, I, I I absolutely agree. I, I sorry, I interrupt you. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say in those in Memorial Day drafts this coming weekend is Vlad still a first round pick? 
Yes. Yes. Because okay. of the, the degree to what he did. Oh, let's see. Who's I, I will say he will be late first round, not mid first round, but I think he still goes. I mean, although I'll say this Rotowire writer, John Topaser, you know, he's a uh, topper as we like to call him. Uh, he, he's our Pittsburgh writer, been writing for us forever. Uh, he mentioned that basically you can track Vlad's slump back to basically the day he hit three homers against the Yankees. Remember he got <laughs> stepped on the hand yep. that yep. day yep. and he was wondering if there might be some long-term repercussions from that. They haven't, if there are, they haven't mentioned them at all. I, I, I don't know if he is a first rounder right now. Like I have to assume that Mike Trout's healthy and playing so well that now he leaps ahead of Vlad. Sure. Machado, like how do you not take Manny has eight homers, seven steals. Yeah, okay, that's two five. Let's just uh, how about Devers? Like Devers is hitting three thirty five with nine homers. Like Devers is everything you were hoping Vlad is has been everything you were hoping Vlad would be. Like why not? So now he's down to ten. Bryce Harper versus Vlad. I think Bryce Harper missed a lot of time. Yeah, I know, but uh, yeah, by the weekend, I think if Bryce is playing all week this week. It could be him. How about Kyle Tucker? Kyle Tucker has good numbers now. He has like seven steals, something mm-hmm. like that. His power, his power came back. Like, why wouldn't you take? He's totally, he's totally healthy. Jordan Alvarez, it's worth it. He was your Alvarez was in the top 30 or 25 even in draft season. He's got 12 home runs. Like he's tied for second in baseball in home runs. Would you take Alvarez over? Would you take Alvarez over Vlad? That's a good debate. So really I feel like you start adding in all these hitters, maybe just no pitchers go in the first round and Vlad fits in around pick 15, but yeah. you start I, every hitter. We just talk Aaron judge is the other one. Like, I oh, think, duh. Yeah. Aaron judge. Yeah. So I just think we just named. So Vlad was going say like seventh, eighth, sixth, fifth, sometimes in draft season, you throw in trout judge Machado mm-hmm. Devers, Harper, maybe Kyle Tucker, on Alvarez, like all of a sudden he's way down and that's assuming that we don't grab any pitchers and push them over him. Um, you could also consider Mookie Betts who has 10 homers and leads the majors in, I think. And is on fire and homered again today, by the way, while we were talking. So. And there you go. And leads the majors in runs. And when he was playing poorly at the start of the year and, and deservedly had poor stats, I do remember mentioning that like in that lineup, with where he bats, he could, um, he could score a hundred runs with like, he could play terribly this year and probably score a hundred runs. Yeah. And, and if he plays well, he's going to score 130. And right now he had going into tonight, he had 42 and 40 games. Yeah. Like, he, he's on pace. He could get 150 runs scored or something this year. Would you take him over Vlad? Oh man. All the same questions. Real names here. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. Max Scherzer is no longer in the first round. Brandon Woodruff's no longer in the first round. Walker Bueller is probably no longer in the first round. Uh, Shohei Otani kind of sneakily has been slumping a little bit. Yeah. Um, so he could be a, could be, yeah, but pitching really well. So there's that flexibility too. If you draft him, come on, is that, are you using Otani as the pitcher still? Like probably not, probably not, but he has, if he had, I don't know, he's pitched really well this year. Probably not. I would probably yeah. not. Corbin Burns would still be in the first round. I don't think Garrett Cole would be. That was another topic I put on. Yeah, our list. He gave up five runs to the Orioles last night. Like Cole's been fine, but he's been he's been actually like mostly what you expected. He's among the strikeout leaders, and like, but his ERA with all these low ERAs out there and low WHIPs out there, like his aren't his aren't special. Yeah. By the way, one ERA. 
Frank's asking about Trey Turner. Of course, I absolutely Frank Turner still uh, Trey Turner still first round, and I like that you traded uh, Vlad for yes. Trey Turner. Trey Turner. Yeah, yes. that's 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 fine. Yeah, one hundred percent think think so on that one there. Um, yeah, Shane, so, McCl- Shane McClanahan. Before we leave that one, leads the majors in strikeouts, two fifteen ERA. He'd just have to go strutting pretty, off the mound after another strikeout as we speak. He would have to go pretty high in a Memorial Day draft. Yeah, I think he will. I think he will so, too. Not first round though. I don't think. I think in part because I'm I've got some Ray, built-in Rays fear about how long he'll let him pitch in games. Right. Right. I don't know. I, I Maybe that's irrational, be, but I think there'd be very few pitchers going in the first round and maybe even the first two rounds because what's happening here is other than Burns, Cole would still go quite high. Maybe McClanahan. I think Kevin Gossman would get really high. 57 to three strikeout to walk. Yeah, everything's good with Gossman. Um, and he's a horse. Like he, he'll, he should throw a lot of innings. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the pitchers who were high in the drafts haven't been awesome yet. So I don't think they stay there. And then a lot of these other guys who have been great, as I just kind of scroll through the leaders, they all have reasons why you at least think twice about like, are you really going to pick Nestor Cortez that high? You know, like, are you going to pick Pablo Lopez that high and hope that he stays off the IL? Right. There's a reason it's not just talent that why Lopez gets a little, uh, a little bit of a drag uh, for sure. Carlos Uh, Rodon, same thing. So yeah, I think there, I think it'd be a lot of hitters in the first two rounds. I, I think Vlad might fall to the second round in Memorial Day drafts, right or wrong. And that sets your that would set you for the trade market. What yeah. he's what you could get for him, right? So if, right. if you were if you're sitting out there with Mookie Betts, you could probably trade him for Vlad right now. So the offensive environment has improved over the last two weeks. So but we've been talking so much bit. about how we're thirsting for hitting. Yeah. But it's changing. It's changing for yeah. the better. Uh so that, you know, maybe it's maybe you can trade for hitting now. I don't know. Uh I, I think some of these pitchers that we've been kind of relying on that have been cruising for a while, hey, let's just throw out any old guy who's got two starts. You know, that that's not going to work anymore. Yeah, I think that's quite possible. And I think there's also, there's a difference between there being a lot of effective pitchers and there being so many effective, effective pitchers that they're sitting on the waiver wire. And I don't know about you, but I'm finding the last two or three weeks when I go to do my Sunday night fab bids, in 15 team leagues, there are very, very few starting pitchers that I'm interested in. And in tw- even in 12s, there's some, but it's, it, it's not as rich. Like guys are, guys are getting hurt and mm-hmm. like it is, and they're being replaced by pitchers who aren't like fantasy relevant. I, I don't know. Like there, there's a difference between there being a, like, those are two different discussions. Like how many guys there are right now with an ER and or three, there's a lot of them. But when you go to your waiver wire, can you just grab useful starting pitchers? And I'm starting to find that, especially my 15s, that there aren't. So then if you were drafting this weekend, you have to factor that in, that you won't be able to go to your waiver wire and right. and street well, pitchers. Yeah, and it, it, the attrition's kicked in a little bit too, a right? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a lot of and guys. It's going to continue. Yeah, it's only going to get worse as far as that goes. More guys are going to get hurt. Other guys are going to be weeded out. Some guys will still emerge. You know, we'll still find yep. players, pitchers that are you know, we didn't know or we just didn't think we're going to get the call or we're waiting on. Earlier, we had someone asking about uh, Grayson Rodriguez and whether he's going to get the start uh, over the weekend. Uh, I think uh, Frank was asking about that, too. Uh, maybe he will. Uh, we'll see. The O's have a doubleheader. Currently, the Rotowire projected starters grid does not have him as the projected starter. 
but that's a get. It, it's not locked in. It hasn't been announced. So it's a doubleheader at Boston on Saturday, part of a rare five game series, Baltimore at Boston. So, uh, you know, looking forward to that series, just, you know, I love it. it embrace the weirdness. I, I say <laughs> we have a two game series between the Cubs and the White Sox, which is yeah. dumb. So um, dumb. No, no game on a Friday. Some, sure. I guess I'm sure there's some like re- good reason for it, but uh, I don't like it. I don't have to like it. Yeah. Um, I want games every th- all three days over. If you count Friday yeah. as a weekend game, I want games all three days of the weekend. But five, yeah, let's go for it. Let's just yeah. Although that means more probably position players pitching, which is just also dumb. Uh, it's not fun and novel. Uh, so. I, I don't know. I'm just getting so sick and tired of seeing, hey, oh, yes, Yachty's pitching. Oh, fun. You know, yeah, you had an 18 to nothing lead or whatever. But uh, on the flip side, you know, I just, yeah, I just see it every day. Yesterday it was uh, the Giants had a, a position player pitching. Um, every Luis Gonzalez, I think it was. Um, mm-hmm. Just stop. Stop. It's not fun. It's not novel. You know, everybody flip over that. No, it's, it's someone's throwing 50. Great. Oh, oh. So, anyways, yeah. uh, I, I I I've gone on my soapbox about that too many <laughs> times. So, anyways, it's, it also it also skews stats, which us as fantasy baseball people, right? It's like when you're like, oh, this guy hit two home runs last night. Oh, he hit the last one off a third baseman. Uh, it's not really a very unless good, it's our guy that gets the free home run. I know. Yeah, absolutely. And then you just know, you, yeah, you, I I'm sure it all mostly evens out in fantasy leagues. Someone will, someone will do research on it at some point. It probably I, doesn't even know. It goes back to our whole luck argument there. Again yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, well, we got a, I got a, we got a question, Twitter question about that. So we're going to hit that up in a second, but first okay. going to do a quick note from our friends on the blue wire network. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Uh, thank you for your indulgence on that. And thanks to the Blue Wire Network for hosting RotoWire's podcast. So on Twitter, uh, Eric Samolsky uh, asked, we've been having an ongoing debate. So I'm curious if you two think hot streaks would be considered luck or if we can begin to identify when a hot streak is coming to a certain extent. Uh, er- Eric uh, writes for Rotoballer. Um, I believe he does. Yes, at Rotoballer. Uh, he's two-time FSWA award winner. So it's nice to always have industry folk listening to us and interacting. So I think it's a good question. I think it's hot streaks and cold streaks are usually part of the calculus of what a player does. And every player has hot streaks, right? I mean, there might be some that are more prone to streaky, streaky, uh, streakiness than others. Others are more steady eddies, but even within that range of outcomes, there's streaks, right? And I think sometimes we, if you've played a sport, you know, there's times when you feel good up there. You, you, you know, you know, when you're seeing a ball, well, if you've, you know, or seeing the puck well in hockey for you. Uh, but, uh, or just, if you're a golfer, there's times you feel it. I think, I think there are times when you know you're doing well for an outside observer to see it probably difficult to do. I would imagine. Is that luck or is that just part of the normal course of business? I think that's the question. Yeah. I, I think it's hard to see these hot streaks coming. So like, if I could give you a good example, like Cole Calhoun just went on, a heater, right? Yep. Where from May 15th to May 20th, it, he hit five home runs, five home right. runs in six games. Um, the day before that, he did have a two RBI game. And the, before the streak started, the day before that, he did have a three hit game. So if you were trying to look back and see for just using him as an example, because he kind of didn't come out of totally nowhere. Like Cole Calhoun's been a power hitter in baseball for years, kind of up and down, mm-hmm. not a great average. But anyways, if you were trying to see, like, look back and say, like, oh, could I see something? I, I don't think there's anything there. Like, if you look at the games prior to that, a lot of hitless games, a lot of one-hit games, a lot of games with two, one or two strikeouts. His batting average before I would say that he got what we would call hot, his batting average going into that game was 177 this year. Um, you know, if you were able to luck into all five of those home runs, you're either in an AL-only league where you just leave Cole Calhoun in your lineup don't think about it because he's a warm mm-hmm. body or, or you, you got lucky. I, I, I think the only, the good thing with hot streaks, once they start is it gets guys like Cole Calhoun more chances in the lineup. Sure. And then he can try to stay rolling. Like managers are people. And they typically, if a guy has a good game, they go back to him. Then like, unless he's a firm platoon, if a guy has a good game, they go back to him the next day. And that's your chance to kind of ride a hot streak. Like I was considering picking Calhoun up in some leagues, this week 
but it wasn't on the premise that his hot streak was going to continue. It was just on the premise that he's been hot. So he probably will start pretty much all their games this week. And that'll give him a chance to stay hot. Um, I, I, if there's a way to see the hot streaks coming other than like advanced stats, like we talked about with Alex Cobb, like if Alex Cobb, like what we talked about turns things around, maybe he has a four start, five start stretch coming up here where he only gives up five runs total or something. That's not really a hot streak. It's just kind of luck normalization with him. Yeah, I think so. so. Um, I'll say this. I think if you have a trained eye and you can see, I don't mean like you have to be a scout. I mean that you have to, you've been, you've watched baseball long enough and you can kind of tell the difference sometimes when a guy is dialed in, just maybe just missing even, or making hard contact, maybe not getting the results. You can see that maybe good things are possibly coming. That might, uh, that might be able to be, help your predictive nature. It's it's not going to be in the numbers necessarily so much as watching that bats. I watch just a ton of baseball yet. And I try to look at the numbers both, you know, I, 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 I sometimes I'm, I'm reduced to number scouting. I can't watch every at bat from every player. My God, if I was trying to watch, uh, you know, can you imagine like, you know, how with the NFL, you can watch the compressed games uh, and it still takes 40 minutes per game. Uh, can you imagine yeah. trying to do that every single day with baseball? I, I just, I can't. Uh, but point is, if you watch a lot, you can kind of sometimes see if you're focused in and you're really watching. You, but the problem is you really have to focus on that particular at bat. Yeah, I, I think that would be tricky. I mean, you can you can also to try to figure out who's going to go on what like a like I, I wouldn't say like a full heater, like, you know, 1200 OPS over two weeks or something. But guys who are going to go on a hot like what like hotter than they have been, you can do all the advanced stats. And mm-hmm. so Chris, Christian Walker is another example. I, I wrote him up a, a few times around the beginning of May because yeah. his April stats were poor. But there's 147 average, 576 OPS, but all of his advanced stats in April indicated his batted ball data. It all indicated that he should have been playing a lot better. And sure enough, in May, he has a 950 OPS. Now, I don't think he's a 950 OPS guy either. Right. But, but that's part it. of the normal range yes. of outcomes again. That's yes. what we were talking about to start. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that's the other thing you can do without even watching the games is you can just look at, you know, who's who's batted ball data and advanced stats on strikeout rates and walk rates and things like that indicates that they should, that they've been unlucky so far. You know, I can pull it up right now. Jock Peterson, Jonathan Scope, Jordan Alvarez. Those are all guys who are supposed to have Wobas and batting averages right so far based on what they have done should have them higher than they are. So, you know, maybe they have heaters coming where their luck normalizes. And we do see guys like that who just end up being unlucky all year. Yeah, that happens where we just keep saying, I keep writing by low on this guy because it's going to, his luck's going to normalize and it just never happens. Or it happens so late in the season that he's buried you by then. Yeah. And and then that's, that's going back to your intro to the show. That's the luck factor of fantasy baseball. It is. It is. So uh, yeah. Good question, Eric. Uh, Good question, everybody. And thanks everybody for chiming in. Okay. Tons of newsy type items, injuries. Okay. So you're Taylor Ward uh, manager. Did you start him this week in labor? I chickened out and sat him at the last minute. Kind of wish I started him. We'll see how it goes. Sounds like he might be back tomorrow. We'll see. I started him in one NFBC league where I didn't really like, I think maybe two, no, one NFBC league where I didn't really like my other option. In labor, I put Jorge Soler in at the last minute. I don't feel great about that, but we'll see. How I, I wouldn't out. feel bad about Jorge Soler as your pivot. I mean, that's, 
There are definitely because you need outfielders. That's because the trade talks. We should have had this before Monday because I had Jorge Slayer. I have Garrett Cooper on my bench too in that league, who's also outfield eligible and has been like not special but but productive this season. Yeah. Uh, so the latest reward is he had an MRI, MRI on his neck and shoulder, came back clean, available to pinch hit, but he hasn't been cleared to throw and cannot yet play the field. So that's not as good as you think because. The Angels have this guy named Shohei as their DH. DH isn't available. That's right. So, so yeah, on another team, he can maybe DH. I wouldn't be surprised if Ward misses half the week. I hope he doesn't, but I wouldn't be surprised if he misses a couple more games. Uh-huh. Maybe an aisle stand will even happen. Maybe I'll be glad that I that I sat him in labor. In the other league, I, like I said, I put him in an NFBC league till Friday. The guy, I think it was Eli White, was the other player that I was considering who isn't great either. So he's not in the lineup tonight. So that meant White was limited to two games tops. Well, I, I think I'll know more on Ward by Friday. But Ward's been playing so well. He still leads the majors in OPS. I think he's fallen. Ju- he has. He's fallen just off the number of plate appearances to qualify again. He got he got to the point where he led the majors in OPS a few weeks ago. And then he had he was dinged up for a few days and fell off the list. And now that's happened to him again, but he, he still has an OPS that would lead the majors if he had enough plate appearances to qualify. So, you know, he's, uh, maybe this is the time to trade for him if you can in a trading league, if he goes, goes on a short IL stand or something. I was, we were asked earlier, would I buy low on Teoscar? You happen to have Teoscar. What if I offered you a manual class A for Teoscar? Would you, would that be something you'd be interested in? Yeah, I'd have to look at the standings. I It might be. I definitely have to look at the standings and see. Right. I know my hitting on that team's poor. So, like, they're my poor – I have less hitting points and pitching points. So, I may need to just cross my fingers that Teoscar gets back into action. But I think from a value perspective, I think that's pretty fair. That, so, I'm going to say that's an offer right now. And I will give you more than just this podcast to accept sure. it. I will, I will sure. give you a longer window than that. I am not a no. high pressure salesperson, yeah. but that's a good example of where you just have to, like, if I look at my standings and I, and I feel like I, like if I lose Teoscar, I just, there's no way I can move up in hitting Then maybe I can't do it. But I think that's a fair, again, I think going back to where guys might be drafted in Memorial day drafts, I feel like Teoscar falls a couple rounds. I feel like class a probably holds steady at where he was. And that puts them in the same vicinity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's right. Anyhow, it's an offer. Uh, yep. You and I each have, you have 39 hitting points. I have 39 and a half hitting points. Okay. So we're right there together there. Huge. Yep. true. And uh, it, it's, it's interesting to see how it's dispersed. You, you're second in home runs, uh, but you don't have much speed is your problem, which I believe. Oh wait, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have yep. much speed. I don't have much speed. And this is something you acknowledge was going to be an issue all year. Yeah, I need Whit Merrifield to start stealing a lot of bases. He's hitting much better this month, so mm-hmm. I'm optimistic that maybe he can help rally me. But I probably need to find some speed somewhere else now to supplement him. Yeah, and I need more power. I'm like the Tim Allen uh, of, of fantasy oh. baseball. More power, her. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. There's another topical reference. I'm, I'm good at those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Enrique Hernandez has just homered for the Red Sox to lead off a game against okay. the White Sox and Dylan Cease. Uh, so thought you'd be interested in knowing that um other guy other uh topics to talk about there's lots of injury stuff lance yeah. lynn and eloy jimenez are coming close are close to coming to a rehab assignment in fact 
I think they faced each other uh, in like a simulated game the other day. Uh, so good news on both of that. The White Sox, I mean, they're hanging in there. I still think they're the betting favorite over the Twins to win the AL Central, despite the Twins having a decent-sized lead on them. I think four and a half games last I saw. I mean, I look at the rosters, though, and I kind of have to agree with that. You know, they've been underperforming, yep. not hitting is what, is what you'd expect. Uh, I still think that – I I think I'd still prefer the, the White Sox side, although obviously you're not getting the, the odds that I thought I'd get either, though. Yeah, and the Twins having the lead right now matters a lot, but I mm-hmm. think I might. I think I would still take the White Sox too. And from a fantasy perspective, I think there is a chance here that right that that Lynn gets back and Jimenez get back, especially Lynn. I think has really fallen off the map as far as we. Just, no one talks. I get it. He's hurt. No one talks about him, but he could come back and have a, a, a decent impact on fantasy leagues this summer. Yeah, you know, I uh, I was I, I often say I, I don't draft stashes. But I draft Tatis in the main. I drafted Lynn and friends and family, knowing in both cases that they were hurt. So, and then it, 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 and both went on the sixty-day IL. So it really hasn't worked out so well. Although still has time to work for Tatis I, and and maybe Lynn too. But for a pitcher, it really I don't really like doing that. Yeah, no, I, I understand that, and it, I think as long as you draft them with not really much injury optimism, like give them the long end of their timetable, and mm-hmm. and still decide. I was looking through the Twins roster. And as we were talking about them and yeah, I, I think the White Sox are probably going to catch them. That's just my, By, Byron Buxton's a really interesting fantasy, <coughs> excuse me, uh, situation right now where uh, it's hard to know what to make of him. I'll be very interested to see where he goes and drafts this, this weekend. Like he, at first, the start of the year, we were like, okay, he's great. Like he's just got to stay healthy. He, this guy's awesome. Then he got hurt right. again. And now I haven't heard much about him. I don't have any shares. I hadn't heard much about him in a while, and I can kind of see why. He's hitting 217, and he has one steal this year, but 11 home runs. So he's just yeah. a, a weird guy to figure out. He goes through stretches where he hits for an okay average and stretches where he doesn't. He stretches where he steals bases and stretches where he doesn't. He seems to have maybe morphed more into a power hitter now as his career's progressed. Maybe that's his thing. But And the uh, Twins are managing him, yeah. too. Yeah, uh, that that's the other thing uh, where they're giving him some days off here and there uh, and good for that. You know, he got the day off on Sunday. Uh, he's in, in a stretch too, where he's starting to struggle a little bit there. I uh, was like, oh, for 11, but with some walks mixed in. That's the thing. He he is taking a few more walks than he did in the past. And that that's something that yeah. will help. But I, I wonder if they're telling him not to run. He hasn't attempted a, ba- yeah. a stolen base in a really long time. Uh, in fact, that one stolen base happened on April 11th. Remember, he got hurt trying to run against Boston, yep. right? Over There was a slide at second base where he got hurt. So since then, he hasn't even attempted a stolen base. Very interesting. And the book on him was always there would be there'll be one year where he put where he stays healthy and it all comes together and he just wins people their leagues. If he stops stealing bases, which I'm not I'm not saying he will, but if he does, which so far he has, um, that'll never happen. <laughs> Probably never happen because he's profiles more as like like a respectable batting average guy, but not a high batting average guy. If he's, if he's that guy, even if he's got lots of power, like he could be very, very good in fantasy, but you know, if you hit 30 home runs or even 35 home runs and you hit 250 or 260, like you're, you're definitely really good, but you're not, yeah. you're not winning people, everyone in their leagues. Right. I didn't know he was hitting 217, two, yeah, 217, 217. Low, way low bad. It's 194. He deserves better. 
yeah, he shouldn't be hitting. He should. Well, be and remember, he has eleven homers. That yeah. that's not included in the Babbitt. So, yeah. Oh, I mean, sure. that's part of it. There. Uh, it's just we still can't figure him. We, like we still can't have get a handle on him. Is he hurt? Is he not? Is he power hitter? Is he not? Is he a space stealer? Is he not? Can mm-hmm. he hit for average? Because he hit for average briefly last year. I don't know that lineup though. When you look at it, I don't know. I don't really like it. Did uh, you know? You know, I, I, I didn't get him anywhere. Uh, and in fact, famously passed on him in the main, not famously, infamously, but in this in small circle of about 10 people actually recognized it. But so I, I didn't even say it. it's just pointed out to me, people in the league uh, that I yeah. passed on him. That was for Will Smith, by the way. Uh, but his ADP, Buxton's ADP in the main event was 24. I didn't realize it was wow. that high. Wow. Wow. Where does he go today? People love him. I see he still goes pretty high. I'll say not that. Not but he's not running. I know, I know, but there's people I feel like he's tantalizing to people and he's got the low Babip. I'll say he still goes this weekend in the thirties and forties. Still got eleven home runs in twenty nine games. I'll say he goes in the thirties. I, I would not take him anywhere near there. I, th- I say someone does. Yeah, what do you I was going to say not it uh, would be the, yeah. uh, um, yeah. I passed on him at 58, not really intentionally. I just wasn't even thinking about him. I was so fixated on Will Smith at the time. That, so he went 59 and that's his max pick. I think that's about where he belongs is where his max pick is. So end of the fourth and a 15 teamer. Yeah. yeah. So I, 55 I'm even... to 65 is where I probably put him. Yeah. I mean, I if, he, if he's not, not running, there. Oh. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say I'm probably not even taking him there. Yeah, I was just saying, yeah, and that, I probably wouldn't either. I mean, the, if he's not running, then there's a lot of risk and you're not getting the, the stolen base payoff. And stolen bases aren't quite as scarce as we thought they'd be either. Yeah, also home runs are a little more scarce. So with yeah. home runs being a little – and batting average and RBIs and everything, it, even if the stolen bases don't change, if the other things go down and the stolen bases stay the same – right then yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah i was just looking at him like is he is he, if he's not running i see cj chrome with the same amount of homers and more rbis and more and less injury prone although he's a little injury prone yeah, so, yeah i was gonna say maybe not less injury prone but still so i see i see john carlos stanton with the same amount of homers and you know he he's also injury prone but he doesn't go anywhere near if he's if buxton isn't running Mm-hmm. How much of a difference? He's not going to probably be that much any more powerful than Stanton. They're yeah. both injury prone. Stanton, probably him, similar bat. Stanton has a much higher average this year, but they're probably about a similar batting average type guy. Stanton goes pick 90, t- tends to go, something like that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't go anywhere near the first three or four rounds anymore. Yeah. So. Stanton is definitely going to climb in that, though. He's got so many counting stats and, you know, he, he's outfield eligible. So he that doesn't drag on him. One of my favorite Stanton stats this year, or sorry, major league stats this year is, is Stanton stat. He has 11 homers. He has 15 runs scored. And the Yankees have been doing well. And he hits in the middle of the lineup. How does he have four times that other people have knocked him in this year? I didn't know that was bizarre. Eh? That is a, that is one of my favorite stats. 15 so runs scored. You're right. If, Holy he, has, he has been driven, driven in four times. He hits like right in the heart of okay, of so the lineup on little speed even baseball. I guess less speed, more boomer bust. Otherwise, um, I mean, fourteen walks. I'm trying to think. Yeah, it just Hit okay. Cleanup. Basically, every plate appearance this year, he's been hitting cleanup. 
So Rizzo's usually batting before or after him? Often higher earlier in the lineup. So I guess that's a that, that's like a Joey Gallo failure is basically what this is. And a Josh Donaldson <sighs> failure. LeMahieu and LeMahieu, I guess. Yeah. Although I don't think LeMahieu's been Aaron Hicks. Awful. Yeah. Okay. Glaber Torres has had some power. Yeah, he had a home run some, today. I mean, come on, four times. And 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 Stanton's yeah. batting average is 285. So it's not like Stanton, you can say like, well, Stanton just, if he doesn't hit a home run, he doesn't get on base. It's right. 289 going into tonight. So you can't say that. He's he's also got 14 walks. His OBP is 343. Like he's getting on base even when he's not hitting the home run. It goes back to our discussion about luck. Luck, exactly. Stanton, <laughs> if, if you picked Stanton, you nailed the pick. It was so far. It was a good pick. You nailed mm-hmm. the pick. He's he's doing everything you wanted him to do. He's yeah. Doing, but but you're maybe falling behind a bit and run scored because he probably should have, I don't know, at least at least five or seven, if not ten more runs scored. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um. So yeah. Uh. Go trade for him. Uh. But yeah. Uh. You know. I I think Gallo is a big explanation for this too. By yep. the way, I really yep. do. Uh, Jose Ramirez just homered his 11th of the year off of Framber Valdez. Remember, uh, Ramirez is a switch, so that's always nice that you can just flip flip it over and go that way. Is he the uh, first overall pick this weekend? Maybe, maybe. I, I think he's. I mean, he was top. He's the guy who was top two or three in every draft. I felt like maybe fourth at the worst back in March, and he's outperformed all the other guys who were picked around him. Like if he's homered now, he's up to 11. That ties him for fourth in baseball. He's hitting for average. He's got four steals, which isn't a ton, but you know, it puts him on pace for double digits. And, and we know there's potential for more with him with steals. Um, like he could easily have a six steal month or something at some point. I, I could see him going and third base isn't strong. I could, I think he's your number one guy now. I think I think you're right. Uh, judge, you can make an argument for judge, but I sure. think that's a lot of, you make an argument for Trout. Yeah, uh, those zero stolen bases yep. from Trout. Yep. Uh, what about Machado? He's he's hitting 365. He's got seven stolen bases, eight homers. Uh, he only has 27 RBI, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, it's, it's a question of how much are you willing to raise a guy based on – remember, the season started late. So how much are you willing to raise a guy based on about six weeks of of production? Like are you willing to take Machado from pick 20 to 25 – all the way up to pick two or something. And this is a veteran, like who kind of mm-hmm. like, it's not real reason to believe he's a different player. Um, he used to be in the first round too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't think ever in the top five. Right. I don't, I don't ever remember him there. So it, it's same thing with judge. Are you willing to take judge from where he was picked, say around pick 30, 35, all the way up to pick one or two based on six good weeks. Trout makes sense to me because the questions on Trout were, you know, like, would he start the season off healthy? And he has, right. Um, the other guys, I, I, it's, 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 it, that's, that's a fun, fun decision. Would you, how high are you willing to move someone up based on a few weeks? Yeah. Well, I mean, we kind of talked about the, about Bryce Harper and then he yep. had that PRP. You know what? Since he had that PRP, he missed five games yep. since then he's two for 13, uh, no homers, no RBI, uh, like, thanks a lot. It yeah. just killed it, killed the momentum. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think he'll, I think he needed, obviously needed to do that, but at the same time, it's just crushed his, you know, crushed that all that momentum that we had. Yeah. I, I think he's a, only a borderline first round guy just because of the concerns. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, yeah. it, you could pick him in two weeks later 
he could have another flare up and be and be lost for a significant amount of time where they're like, okay, now we have to really deal with this problem. Yeah. So yeah. and just at that point in the draft, when you're sitting there, you're like, oh, am I taking a chance on this or am I just going to take? And then the, the names are so appealing. Like, am I just going to take Kyle Tucker? Am I just going to take Vlad Guerrero? Am I just going to take Mookie Betts? Like, I feel like those guys have to go first. And, and then you'd be like, okay, okay, Harper's clearly the best player left. I'll take him and deal with the injury rest. But I think he might have to get to that point, which take Pete Alonzo right. over him. Boy, that's... <sighs> Could lead Man. the majors in RBI. He's like, was one off going into, say, the RBI lead. He's top four in homers going into today. Right? He's hitting 288. He's healthy. 40 RBI, 11 homers. I mean, that ballpark, I feel like it's still going to hurt him a little bit, but... Hmm. Yeah. He hits he hits him out of most ballparks anyhow, though. Uh yeah. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. He's health. It's just that he's healthy and he's playing well. I think I'd wait because I think I can find more first basemen later yeah, on. That's a concern for sure. Uh yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, the, yeah, like Freddie Freeman isn't killing you right now, but he only has three homers. I mean, Freddie Freeman's gonna catch fire at some point, right? Uh and kind of change flip this on its script a little bit, but uh, I probably I still wait to the second round on Alonzo. Yep, yep, me too. Uh, in my bold predictions, I have receipts on this. In my bold predictions Yahoo article this year, I said that Alonzo would be more valuable than Freeman. Good for we'll you, man. See. I might not be right. We'll yeah. see. I wasn't really a shot at Freeman. It was more that Alonzo's probably better power, like Homer RBI. Why are you such a hater? Alonzo. Why do you hate Freeman? <laughs> Because he ditched the Braves. No, I can't hate Freeman actually because he's willing to play for Canada in the World Baseball Classic, and not many people are willing to do that. So, well, there you go. I can't, I can't hate. I can never hate on Freeman. When are we going to have the World Baseball Classic again? I just, I just read an article about it actually that I think it's supposed to be after this. I thought it was supposed to be like before next season. Okay, good. I hope yeah. so. I missed that. It's been a long time. Yeah, I just read an article about how Canada could form a good, pretty decent team if they can get all of their major league players to play, they mm-hmm. just don't have that room for error. Like America would where, you know, some guy doesn't want to play who cares. You just go to the next guy. Like Canada needs, they need Josh Naylor to play. They need Freeman to play. Like they need Votto to play. They need all their pitchers that are. Votto's not going to play if Freeman's playing. <sighs> Can't one. Isn't there a DH spot in the world baseball classic? Yeah, there probably is, but yeah. I, yeah. Votto I'm saying he's going to get aced out. He, he has to, even as an ambassador. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I hope yeah. he does. I love Votto. You know, I love Votto. Oh, the home run in Toronto on the weekend. Amazing. Mookie Betts has two homers today, by the way. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. No, Sorry, I interrupted you again. I'm just so bad. No, today. it's fine. Sorry. No, Sorry. I was just saying the Votto homer, which I'm sure you saw in, in Toronto to win the game on Sunday. Although it was frustrating that the Jays lost to the, to the Reds. That cool, cool thing. It wasn't a walk-off or anything, but him hitting an eighth inning home run to win the game pretty cool there's a lot of yeah. i don't know if they've trickled down to reds fans in america but there's a lot of cool articles about Votto on the weekend in toronto and about you know just where he grew up and and how mm-hmm. much he was in love with the blue jays growing up those good blue jays teams in the early 90s and how much he was in love with them and how he would go down to the stadium as much as he could and all, all these things you know and yeah and and he's very sentimental about it he he actually probably should if he ever leaves the reds he probably should do like the one year victory lap at least with the Blue Jays at the end of his career. 
Yeah, I think so. He he would uh, like more than most players. I think he would he would really relish it. Yeah, there was a lot of talk about him last trip to Toronto as a Reds player. I saw yeah. a lot of talk about that. So yeah, yeah. If the Reds picked up like the Jays don't have a lot of left-handed bats, just he would like I said like a lot of players like going like Freddie Freeman loved going and signing with the Dodgers because he's a California guy. Like that mm-hmm. was huge for him. He he was pretty open about that. Votto, I think more than just I got that vibe this weekend. Well, not the vibe was obvious from his quotes this weekend like how it much it meant to him to play in that stadium that he went to all the time. Right. The Jays heyday. I wouldn't mind as a, even though it, it would break my heart, but I also wouldn't mind if he got the Ray Bork trade that you had Absolutely. suggested earlier. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind that. At He's all. put his time in with the Reds and been a, you know, total pro through good years and a, and a, and a fair amount of not so good years. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Uh, rapid fire time from your list. Ready? I'm going to give you one minute on all these guys. Uh, Chris Archer worth rostering. If he never throws five innings. Nope. I don't see why you would want to roster a starting pitcher, unless you think they're going to start letting him throw five innings, but they're not, they don't, don't seem to want to, he hasn't thrown 80 pitches yet in a start. They, they limit him two times through the order. Even when he's going well, Mm -hmm. last night, five base runners over five innings, one run allowed done. You're out. If they're not going to let him throw five innings, he's never going to get a win unless they use an opener and they don't seem to have any interest in doing that. So I don't see how you can, well, I don't see what's the point. I think you'd be better off to just use a reliever who you think you could get maybe three innings from in a week. I, I agree. Maybe the reliever could win a game or get a save or something. I, I'm giving t- my co-owner, Tim Schuler Stern talking to for uh, having us rostering Archer. Even We debated <laughs> it and it was a home, home starts against the Tigers and, tw- and Royals this week. If you can't get, I, I, I get here, that. If what's you, the yeah. Point? Yeah, if you think he'll pitch well, like, yeah. and you think you're going to get eight innings this week and maybe eight strikeouts, okay, sure, I could see that just for this no, week. No, you I need a win that. out of that though. We're, we're, wins are a category. <sighs> they they are for sure, and I guess the reason to roster him is if you think that eventually they're going to start letting him throw five innings, but there's no signs of that. He he threw four in his very first start of the season with the twins and he still hasn't gone to five innings four and a third is the most that he's done. They have like, they just, it's clear that, that this is, they're not building him up. This is what they want him to do. Yeah. I'm done with him after this week. He will be a cut. I will, okay. in a 12, I will advocate 12 for him 15? cutting 15. Okay. I, I will advocate for cutting him because I, I don't want to ever start this. I don't want that yeah. garbage. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I, yeah, he only allowed one run in four innings, but he was bad. He was kind of like battling to get through that fourth yep. inning too, and then didn't even let him go out for the fifth. So screw that. Walk rate's also really high, which yeah, he's not that good. And it's just yeah. where's the payoff? Yep. yep. All right. Uh, you you want to ask JT Real Muto? Are you worried about him? Had a good day yesterday, but hitting two thirty two, two homers, ten RBI, three stolen bases, and twenty one runs has moved a little lower in the order lately. Are you worried? A little bit worried. I am a little bit worried. Strikeout rate's pretty much the same as it has been in the recent years. Walk rate's pretty much the same. But um, yeah, I, I am a little bit worried about him. What do you think? Um, little worried. Okay, little. I, he Very little. Awful. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm going... worried that you won't get your eight. Your like catcher one or catcher two return on him. But maybe, maybe the catcher pull might be so bad that. Like he might only need one good month. I, to... you know, I, I'll rapidly concede I'm not going to get my the return on investment, but I might still I still think I'm going to get better than what I'm getting now. 
sure. and better what I'm getting from all but like two or three people at the position. Yeah. And, and we talked about this a week or two ago, but it, it, this might just be a year where no one stands out at the catcher position where so, somebody kind of limps their way to be catcher. Maybe, maybe Will Smith ends up being catcher number one or something by the end of the year, but the gap between catcher one and catcher like six is just not huge this year. No, nobody does what Sal Perez did last year or what rail Muto's done in some years. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, next issue Whit Merrifield. Uh, is he back? Such as such as it, such that he is. <laughs> I think he is. I think, and, and but but I'm a Whit Merrifield apologist. But I think his his OPS is still 555, but it's 714 this month. He's got three homers this month, which is kind of weird for him. But he did go to Coors. Um, I, I think I think that we're back to normal Whit Merrifield, who is not a great baseball player, but as long as he's just a useful baseball player, he's actually a pretty great fantasy asset because of the stolen bases. All right. Um, Chris Bryant, are you worried? Very. Me too. Yeah. Backs, backs are a problem. And when you have a back injury and then miss time and then come back and immediately have to go back on the IL, which it seems when we started recording, he was not on the IL. It was a possibility. I'd say by the time we finish recording by the end of the night, I think pretty good odds by the time people are listening to this, he'll be back on the IL. That's a, very scary. What would you do with Chris Bryant? I guess you just hold and cross your fingers. What are you going to get for him? Yeah, you can't trade him. You're not going to get anything until this back issue sorts itself out. And I don't think he's a drop yet. I'd agree. I, I'd have to see. I'd have to get a really bad you know, report. He's out for three months or something before I drop him. Because he could still, he could miss three or four more weeks. And that's what I'm worried about. But he could still have a great summer in Colorado. Yeah. It explains yeah. how he didn't have much power earlier. Yeah, absolutely. And and he's someone I, I I felt like he had a little bit of an injury prone label, like a little bit kind of Bryce Harper like where he's had a few injuries, but not tons in his career. I don't know. But he, he mostly had shaken that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no Chris Bryant shares, but I wasn't against people who were taking him once he signed with the Rockies. Rosie Contreras, five shutout innings against the Rockies today. Five K's. Okay. Uh, lead left with a one nothing lead. It's now still one nothing. It's in the seventh. Uh, I don't like that he only went five, but he did throw eighty four pitches. Get it? I get it. Five uh, Ks, two walks, uh, twenty eight balls, fifty six strikes. So I'd like to kind of see that ratio tweaked a little bit more in his favor. But uh, good, good rocky road start to start off with his first start since the call up. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd say he's actually pretty much gone everywhere. I don't think. He's going to be available. I felt like in 15s, he's even in 15s, he's gone in all the leagues. But he seems like someone to hold now. He had a fair amount of hype. I feel like he had hype during draft season, at the start of the season. Like I feel he's like a pretty hype guy who you weren't going to be able to sneak through anyways. But he seems like someone who, if you have him, you hang on to him. I don't think I, I don't think I go out and try to make like a, a trade offer for him. Like not not a major one. Yeah, I mean he's a pirate, so you've got pirate. that factor. Yep. 22% rostered in Yahoo leagues though. So that's where he could be. Like, I feel like in industry leagues and NFBC leagues, which are kind of like industry leagues because they're full of industry people or people who are really like, listen to a ton of industry and read right. and consume a lot of industry stuff. And typically I feel like, deeper, deeper rosters too. Yes. He, I feel like he was, he was, everyone was up on him during draft season. Um, and still Yahoo, CBS, those are the types of places where I think he could end up being under rostered for a little while. And then, people like me and 
Pianowski and people like that will probably put him in some waiver wire columns and then maybe his roster rate will go up a bit. He should be more than 22%. You're saying that you move that percentage single-handedly, right? Single-handedly, but not significantly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He is rostered in Yahoo Friends and Family. I checked. Uh, I would have just thought, I would have thought about that in about three hours. Someone else thought of it two days ago. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as he got the news that he's getting the call, you probably like someone jumped on that one there. Uh, Tyler Anderson, eight shutout innings yesterday, but not super strong every time out though yet. No, but pretty good. Pretty good overall, like compared to what Tyler Anderson has been the rest of his career, 330 ERA. 101 whip. How about 42 to five strikeout to walk? That's that is pretty, that's pretty darn good. impressive. Can we just say that if somebody starts for the Dodgers, just pick them up and see what happens. They got the very worst. Just pick them up. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's probably accurate. So, uh, six homers allowed. That's always been his bugaboo. Yep. 27 homers last year. And he had that one game against the when he was for the Pirates against the Braves, where they just left him in hanging and dry, and then yep. had a similar start with the Mariners at the end of the season, where it just I think it was the like the last weekend, in fact, where he just got destroyed and knocked some people out of the money. I remember, yep. I, I seem to remember that. But in in the intervening times, he showed some pretty interesting things. You know, he's always been one of those guys that's been kind of interesting, even with the, the Giants and the Rockies, shown flashes. It's just consistency is his issue. I agree. I had him on my toad NL team last year and I got him off waivers in an NL, which is, it was really valuable. And, and he was solid. He was fine. Like you said, he had, you know, he has the occasional blow up. And even this year with the Dodgers, he has one start where he gave up seven runs. Mm-hmm. Everything else has been two runs or less. He had one start where he just gave up a couple homers, gave up, but he hasn't walked a batter in any of his last three starts. I think he's a, like I think he, as long as he's in the like, unless this changes, I think he's a, he's a set and forget guy now because the Dodgers are so good. If that strikeout to walk ratio stays like it is, I think he's. I have him in a lot of twelves, and I'm not even. He'd have to have a really bad matchup for me to take him out of my lineup now. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, Nick Senzel, you're the last latest person to taunt me with Nick Senzel. If I'm if I'm still <laughs> hanging on to interest, yeah, I'm still thinking about it. he's back. I had you know zero for five with three Ks yesterday. I think he's going to play almost regularly, though. Um, and gosh darn it, he was the second overall pick, and I'm a Reds honk, and I'm not going to pay anything for him. But if people are just going to give him away, I'll take him. That's that's where I'm at now. I don't think the Reds should try trading him away. I still think there's some hope. I think they they owe it to themselves just to let him play every day as long, and hope that he can stay healthy and see if he can just find it. Uh, yep. Would I, I would, would I invest your money in them? Probably not. But if I had them already, I'm not cutting them. Especially now that he's back. If you held him for this long, of course you're not cutting him uh, because now or, he's back. Or would you pick him up? And it, would you pick, is he a guy? I wouldn't own him in a 12. I maybe, maybe in a 15. Probably. I think that's, I think that's right. And in fact, now that's the next thing I'm going to go look for to see is if he's available in friends and family. <laughs> yeah, you go get him before I remember to. Yeah, go I, get I him. Never... I know I'll be fighting. I, yeah, I don't even think you're looking. No, he Dalton's got him already anyhow. So there you go. Uh, you can enjoy that 175, pal. Uh, anyhow. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think with Senzel in a 12, because the, the bottom hitters are so streamable, there's there's our hitters on waivers in a 12. Like He has to actually start playing well before you would pick him up. In a 15, if you wanted to put him on your bench or kind of stream him, like put him on your bench or like 
put him yep. in the lineup once in a while when your Taylor Ward isn't ready at the start of the week, stuff like that. I think you could do that for a couple of weeks and just see what he looks like. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I've become pretty, pretty skeptical at this point. And of course he not to rag on him, but of course he missed three weeks for his COVID. Well, Spada was out for a similar amount of time. They're both was, like actually You're very, right. very had lots of bad symptoms even. So yeah. it happens. Sometimes. It must've been bad. It must've been bad with the reds more than, because a lot of guys end up missing just a few days or a week. Right. Topped. Yeah. Yep. It's just everything with Senzel seems to his career every time he gets hurt or anything happens to him, it seems to happen for a long time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What do you got up recently at Yahoo? What do you have coming up next? Um, okay. Uh, well, recently I wrote about the Blue Jays. That was depressing, but maybe a little cathartic. Um, but tomorrow I have an article coming out on guys to target for trades for specific category help. Like guys who I feel like you can get for a reasonable price, but on the trade market, but good. that, but that yeah. also, you know, if you need homers, here's a guy. Or if you need batting average, here's a guy who I don't like. Michael Brantley was is the batting average guy to just yeah. give some of it away. His his average actually he he's always a batting average guy. His average this year is probably lower than what it should be. It'll probably still come up, and he's not hard to acquire. Like probably probably you can get him for a reasonable amount rather than saying if you need batting average, you know, go get Mike Trout. It's easier to say go get Michael Brantley. So I've got a guy like that for every category. Uh, coming up and then Thursday I have an article that I think will be kind of fun coming out talking about what your what the average hitter and what the average pitcher should look like based on the stats in the season so far so like it is a guy with seven homers on your team is that average power Mm -hmm. is is three steals average so far so I'm gonna do some breakdowns of my 12 team league teams what what how many you need in each category. I know some people do a good job putting NFBC type stats of in that, that way on Twitter. Right. I like it. I'll yeah. look forward to the, both of those. I think those yeah. are both fantastic ideas. So looking forward yeah. to it there. Do you always drum up your own ideas or do you get assignments? Mostly drum up my own ideas, which is, as you know, like half the battle. It is. It really trying is. to think of certain things. Like I, like after years and years of doing this, like a waiver wire article, I find really not easy to write, but easy to start because you've got a topic right off the beginning. So mm-hmm. now it's time to start finding players that fit that topic to think of an idea. Like what does the average player look like? Like you spend time just trying to come up with a good idea. Yeah. So I, just I, trying to figure out, I usually do that when I'm running, I I'll, I'll leave for some runs and think sometimes I'll have to leave for a run and I'll think, okay, before I like, by the time I get home, I need to have an idea for this article that's due, you know, in a day or two. Do you go with or without music while you run? Always with podcasts. Oh, Always Rotowire podcast, obviously. Oh, thank you. No, I, I mix. Yeah. I do mix it up. I listen to Rotowire podcast lots, but I run almost every day, so I have time to mix it up with fantasy football podcasts and hockey podcasts and good. other fantasy baseball podcasts. I get a good amount of podcast time between driving and running. Good amount of podcast time. I need to listen to more podcasts. It's it's a weakness for me. It's um, hard. It's time consuming. It is, and you know, I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna listen while I'm watching games. For instance, no, I, I am going to listen to the volume of the games. So there you go. Yes. Yeah. If I quit running, I would never, I would not be able to listen to very many podcasts anymore. Yeah. So I get it. I, it's hard to find the time because you have to be able to concentrate on them. Mm-hmm. Like there's, you can't put it on in the background, like a, like an old sitcom or something like that. Like you need to, if you're going to listen to a podcast and get something out of it, like a fantasy baseball podcast, like you need to be paying attention when you're to it. To, right. To you don't have to be like sitting there taking notes. But... No. But, but you need to be can. listening. Yes. Yeah. 
because if you check out, then you check back in, then you miss them talking about some players you're interested in. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I, like, for example, I always listen to you and Scott on Monday mornings on my run. And I like to listen to your breakdown of like fab bidding and, and everything. And I try to stay plugged in because if I just start daydreaming, which is easy to do, what what I got to do at work that day, things like that. Then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, they just talked about all the starting pitchers that were added. And I missed the whole thing. And Yeah. So you got to pay attention to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what, and it's up to us to keep repeating names too. That's not just say he. And I could do a better job of that. Yeah. We all could. We yeah. all could. It's a common uh, point of suggestion from our listeners and it's well taken. Uh, keep giving it to us. We'll keep, we'll keep yeah. trying to remember. Yeah. Uh, and we'll, we'll do that. All right, guys. Want to thank everybody for listening to the Rotowire fantasy baseball podcast. Uh, Got James with the Prospect Pod tomorrow on Thursday. I've got Ian Khan uh, joining me. We did a we made a trade together in XFL. He's doing well in his expert leagues. Plus, he's does a lot of great work for the Athletics. So we'll talk about all that and more. Uh, so, thanks for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. If you like this, please subscribe. Uh, rate and review would be awesome, but at least subscribe. Please do that wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. <laughs>